0: 5 and verse 21, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Recently, we've heard a lot from our teens about what God's been doing in their hearts this summer, and that's been encouraging, hasn't it? It's been encouraging to see what God's done in them through camp, um, through the missions trips that they've been on, uh, and those are all awesome things. Um, but I wonder what God has been teaching us this summer. We, the adults and leaders of this church, have we been growing this summer? Has God been uh, working in our hearts? Usually, once a month, we have a time of praise and testimonies on Wednesday nights, um, and Pastor might be getting to that eventually when he comes back. Um, But I'd like to have a time of testimony tonight. Um, Just Kind of similar to what we had with the teens. I'm not going to make you come up here to the pulpit and get embarrassed. Um, But I would like to have a little bit of a time of testimonies as to what God has been doing in your heart this summer. Why is that important? Why why is it important to hear what God's been doing in individuals' hearts, um, even, even among the adults? I think it's very important because... We need to hold fast onto those things that we've learned. Hold fast to those things that God has taught us. Um, It's no good if God has to continually teach us over and over and over the same things. And he does that, doesn't he? We don't learn a lesson. um, He teaches us again. We forget, and he teaches us again. And uh, sometimes it has to be a little more painful the second or third or fourth time that he teaches us. But how much better... If we learn it the first time um, and we hold fast onto the things that God teaches us. And a great way to do that, a great way to hold on to those lessons that God has taught us, is to share them publicly. Um, that does two things. First of all, it voices it um, and it cements it in your mind when you make a, a decision public. And it also helps to keep you accountable to some extent. And I think that's what we should do as people and as a, as a local body of believers. We should help to keep each other accountable. You know, if you say tonight that God's been working in your heart in a specific area, I don't think it's a bad thing for another church member to come along and ask you, how are you doing in your decision? Not to try to put you down or anything, um, but just to help to keep you accountable and encourage you to grow in that decision. Anyway, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit, Um, but I would like to take some time of testimony tonight, not right away, but we're going to do it at the end of the message tonight. That'll give you a little bit of time to think about it, Um, maybe something that God has been working in your heart about this summer that you would like to share, Um, maybe something that um, you've learned in your devotions or through a specific message um, just something that's been standing out to you that you like to make public. And again, it's not a time to gloat and say how spiritual you are. Uh, but it's a time to give the glory to God for what he's taught us and to uh, help cement that decision in our own minds as well. So give, give you some time to think about that. Tonight we're going to be talking about holding fast. Holding fast. And, um we're going—it's not going to be—I know usually I have an outline. Um, this, this evening, we're just going to be going through several verses. We're going to be doing some good flipping through the scriptures tonight. We're going to be going through several passages um, that have to do with holding fast the Word of God. And that first passage here is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21. It says, Prove all things— Hold fast that which is good. Again, prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Let's start with a word of prayer before we dive in here. Lord, we're thankful that you've, uh, that you've laid these scriptures out in front of us. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to examine your scriptures. Thank you for the great testimonies that we have in your word that teach us to hold on to what you teach us hold on to those truths that you share with us. Lord, I pray that tonight um, wouldn't just be a normal Wednesday. It wouldn't just be a a same old, same old when we come to church and we hear a nice message and then go home. Lord, I pray that you'd use this evening to cement in our minds the things that you're trying to get across to us. And Lord, that we would hold on to those things for the rest of our lives. Look forward to seeing what you're going to do through this service, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. This verse comes at the, toward the end of a long list of things that um, Paul here is, in, is encouraging this church to do. Um, and these are very difficult things to do. Like verse 16, rejoice evermore. That, that means all the time rejoicing. And we, we've talked about that in, in previous messages. Pray without ceasing. Uh, I love, oh man, I wasn't even planning to talk about this, but I love what Brother John Reed talked about. Um, pray without ceasing. And I haven't written down my notes. If I would have thought about it, I would have brought it back up. A great quote. Uh, I'll just paraphrase it by saying, he said, praying without ceasing, he said, what if when we get up in the morning... We start the day praying to the Lord, and then we don't say amen, but we just continued that prayer through our entire day. Um, Obviously not having our eyes closed all day long, um, but continuing in a spirit of prayer throughout our day. That's a hard thing to do. That's something that I struggle with. I think everybody struggles with that, Um, being in a spirit of prayer all day long. That's a difficult thing to do. Verse eighteen says, "In everything, give thanks." Do you give thanks to God for everything that comes your way? Quench not the spirit. Verse nineteen, verse twenty, despise not prophesying. And then you get down here to verse twenty-one. Prove all things; hold fast that which is good. Um, as we go through each of these verses, I'm going to share. Uh, what the Greek word is for that specific instance of hold fast. Um, I don't have them memorized. I looked them up. Um, But what what that specific word is and what it means, and I think it'll help us to get a greater insight into what what each of these verses is talking about. So the word hold fast in verse 21 of 1 Thessalonians 5 comes from the Greek word kateko, uh, which means to bind, to restrain, or to take possession of. Very great great word picture, binding or restraining something. And it says, um, prove all things and hold fast that which is good. You're binding it, you're restraining it, you're taking possession of that which is good. Um, But there's a part in the beginning of this verse that we can't ignore either. It says, prove all things. Um, That means that everything you hear, you should be proving it. You should be proving it according to the scriptures. Um, Did you know that not everything that comes out of my lips in this pulpit is good? You say, yes, Brother Aaron, we knew that. Um, Now, definitely, I am a human being. I make mistakes. Um, Not everything that you hear come from this pulpit, even from pastor, is going to be completely accurate because we're human beings. We're going to make mistakes. Um, That is why the Bible says to prove all things. Every message that you hear, every, um, every time you hear a bit of spiritual advice, we need to be proving those things. But after we prove those things according to the scriptures, we lay those things out, we compare it with scripture, and we validate this is truth because it lines up with scripture. Then what do we do? We take possession of it. We bind it. We restrain it. We make sure that it doesn't get away um, because it is truth. And we know that because we've compared it to scripture. Um, So a a great word picture that we're given here of making sure that we know the truth. And once we have the truth, we restrain it and don't let go. Let's go over to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. Again, don't want to catch you by surprise. We're going to have some testimonies after uh, after we're done with the message tonight. So be thinking. Be thinking about something that you like to share. Proverbs chapter 4. And let's go to verse 13. There it is at the very beginning of the verse. It says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go keep her, for she is thy life. Take fast hold. That comes from the Hebrew word ha-hazek, which means to strengthen, prevail, seize, or grasp. Take fast hold. Seize it. Um, Seize it with strength. Prevail against it. Uh, grasp that instruction. I love the. I love that second phrase. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Solomon had a very high view of instruction and wisdom, and he says, when you are given instruction, you should not let that go easily. Don't let it go. Keep it. Seize it. Um, sometimes that's a difficult thing to do. Sometimes. Um, we're given instruction in a way that we don't appreciate. Um, sometimes uh, I, I, I'm uh, I, I'm coaching soccer this year again, and um, this this year we're doing um, three weeks preseason training, two and a half hours a day, four days a week. Uh, that's a lot. It, it's uh, it's exhausting uh, for me and the kids. Um, and uh, sometimes I have to give them instruction in a way that they would not prefer. Um, sometimes they want to roll or kick the ball in the way that they think is the right way, and I have to tell them, no, that's not the right way. Now let me instruct you in the way that is correct. Well, what's going to be better in the long run? And what do they say? Well, this, one, this way works better for me. Uh, they, they don't seize that instruction. Um, generally, I can get my point across and they end up doing it right. Um, but the idea here is that we don't just let that instruction fall by the wayside. We take each bit of instruction that comes our way, each, each bit of encouragement or correction that comes our way, and we seize it. We prevail against it. We don't let it escape. Don't let it go. Take fast hold of instruction. Um, Let's go over to Second Thessalonians chapter two. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Back to the New Testament here. We're going to be spending the rest of our time in the New Testament. Second um, Thessalonians 2 and verse 15. It says, therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Um, It says, stand fast and hold. The word there is krateo, which means seize, arrest, lay hold of. Just like... um, there's one piece of cake left in the pan and all your kids are eyeing it and you say, nope, that's dad's piece. You're seizing seizing that before before it can be taken. I would never do that, but not. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, see, seizing that opportunity, um you are laying hold of that um, tradition that you've been taught. And I think that's really interesting. Um, I feel like people of my age and my generation, they've been, especially if you grew up in a Christian family, um, we know what we've been taught. We know what is the right thing to do, um, but it's very easy to start thinking, well, are these things correct? Um, am I, am I really being, have I really been taught the truth all this time? And that's a good thing. That's a good thing to do because it makes us think. Why do I believe what do I? Why do I believe what I believe? Um, and you start lining up with Scripture, start thinking it biblically. I did that in college a lot. I'm still doing it now. Uh, is what I believe correct according to the Scriptures? Um, but I think many people of my generation are falling by the wayside because they reject the things that they've been taught instruction. And instead of searching them out biblically, we just say, I don't think I believe that anymore. And we let it go. That's what these verses are talking about. It says, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. Um, That means by uh, the letters that have been written, the scriptures here, by the word. Um, um, that would that would apply to the preaching that we hear on a regular basis um, and so I, I, think, I think this is a great thing to think about. A great rule of thumb that i 've heard is never put away something that you 've been taught uh, by a pastor or um, by, by maybe a college professor never never just ignore that unless you can prove that it 's false from the scriptures. Uh, unless, unless you can prove that there's no ground for that in the scriptures, uh, it's easy. It's easy to just let those things go and say, "No, I don't think I believe that anymore." But this verse says, "No, hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by our epistle." Or our epistle. Um, let's go over to 2 Timothy, Second Timothy, and chapter one. Just a few pages away there. Second Timothy chapter one and verse 13. Here it is again. Hold fast the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That word hold fast is the word echo, which means just to have or to possess something. So possess the form of sound words, have that hold hold it the sound, uh, the form of sound words, which thou hast heard of me in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Let's keep reading over in verse 14, that good thing, which was committed unto thee keep by the Holy ghost, which dwelleth in us. So he's saying, you've been given a good thing. You have something great, and that is truth. From the word of God, you've been given a great privilege. And it's true, just being in our church, as we have here, it's a great privilege that we are given the truth on a regular basis. We're given the word of God on a regular basis. Um, And he says, That good thing which was committed unto thee, keep. How? How do we keep it? By the Holy Ghost, which dwelleth in us. Full of truth, that verse, an incredible verse. Um, And it really shows us how we hold fast because we can say all day that we're going to just hold on to everything or we're not going to lose it and we're just going to try our best to live the Christian life Uh, and it's not going to get us anywhere. Our power for holding fast comes straight from the Holy Spirit. And that's what this verse says. It says, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. You have the power. You have the power to hold fast the things that you've learned, not in and of yourself, but through the Holy Spirit that dwelleth in you. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps you to hold fast onto that truth. Um, that word keep by the Holy Ghost, keep, um, it could also be translated guard or watch. Guard those things that you've learned. Don't let them go by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's go over to Titus. Again, just a few pages away there. The book of Titus. And um, we're in the first chapter, verse 9. Titus chapter 1, verse 9. Holding fast the faithful word, as he hath been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. Um, this is going through the qualifications of a pastor and uh, what a pastor should look like, what a pastor should do, um, and his, his qualifications in his office there. Um, and this word, um, translated here, holding fast, comes from the word antecho. Antecho means to be devoted to, be devoted to something. This is the qualification for a pastor. He must be devoted to the word. Why? Why does the pastor need to be devoted to the word? Look at verse 10. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision. So he's saying even the people of our own faith, there are people among us that are unruly and they're vain talkers, empty talkers. They just, they, they, they just want to make a, uh, get a point across. They want to sound smart, so they have a lot of empty jargon, um, and they'll try to lead you astray. And that's why it's very important for a pastor and anybody, honestly, in a congregation to hold fast, to be devoted to the word so that these unruly and vain talkers do not deceive us or anyone else in the church um their mouths need to be stopped that's what that, that's what the scriptures here saying um who, uh, verse 11 whose mouths must be stopped who subvert whole houses teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake are you devoted to the word tonight those things that you've been learning are you devoted to those things because through those things, through, the, through that truth that you've been learning, that God's been showing, you have the opportunity to stop the mouths of those that are perverting the word of God or twisting the word of God or trying to promote their own theologies and doctrines. Through the word of God, we have the privilege and the command to stop those people. Um, by giving them the truth. And uh, if, if, if we don't stop their mouths, then who will? Um, it, is, it is a necessity whose mouths must be stopped. And that only happens if we're devoted to the word enough to know it well enough to share that with those that are vain in their speaking. Uh, We're going to three more passages. All of them are in Revelation. So let's head that direction. Revelation chapter 2. Again, I hope we're getting the picture tonight um, that it is vitally important to hold on to those things that we've learned. Revelation chapter 2 and verse 25. It says, But that which ye have already... Hold fast till I come. That which ye have already, hold fast till I come. Again, this word, um, same word that we found in Second 2 Thessalonians 2.15, this word is kreteo, which means to seize, arrest, or lay hold of. Um, so seizing, arresting what you already have and hold it fast till I come. Um, Go to the next verse, verse 26. And he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. So this is one of the qualifications for the overcomer. I don't think I've, um, I don't think I've shared that with you all. Uh, I have a message that I preached to the teens um, about the overcomer. Uh, and it's a neat study. If you go through um, and look up all the references to him that overcometh or to the overcomer, um, you, will, you will see a lot of rewards That are given to him that overcometh. And here, specifically, it's talking about that person who stays faithful to the end. He holds fast to the word of God um, and he keeps God's commandments to the end. And it says that he is an overcomer. um, He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. That's just one of the rewards that God gives for him that overcometh. Reward is power over the nations. Um, some of you who know me well, you know that I enjoy board games a lot. Uh, I enjoy tabletop games. Um, and uh, I, I uh, got introduced to them a long time ago with you know games like Monopoly and. Checkers, things like that. Um, but there's one game that stands out to me in my childhood, and it's the game called Risk. I don't know if you ever played the game Risk, um, but uh, that's it, it's a game that makes a lot of enemies. You got to be careful who you play it with. Um, but the idea with Risk is that you control an army and you have to take over different territories and regions, and it's very strategic, uh, strategic battle game. And uh, I remember playing that when I was when I was little and just being in awe of all the strategy that goes into it. Uh, and I think God gives. Boys and men, especially a desire to conquer different things, uh, the desire for conquest. Um, and uh, I don't know if the ladies are so much into that, um, but uh, that's definitely, de- definitely some of us um, are, are into that. And um, maybe maybe that's not your thing. Maybe, maybe you're not into conquest and, um, and having power over things, but um, it, it just makes me think how God wants to fulfill all of our desires. And he has a special way of fulfilling every desire that we have. And this specifically is power over the nations. What, what a great reward that God gives us, something that we don't deserve. Uh, he, he could rule everything by himself very easily, um, but he, uh, he chooses to use people to give power over the nations, and that, that's, just, that's just one of the things that, um, that we will be blessed with in the life to come. Uh, let's go to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 and um, verse 11. He says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Jesus Christ here is saying, I'm coming quickly. You don't have much time left. Hold fast that which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Uh, again, one of those rewards that God has um, promised those that stay faithful. Um, and what what is that crown? Let's let's look at that a little bit. Um, let's go back to chapter two and verse ten. Just flip over there. Chapter two, verse ten. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto the end, and I will give thee a crown of life. I won't have you turned there, but James chapter 1 talks about this crown as well in verses 12 through 13. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation or endures trials. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And then I love verse 13. It says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. It's interesting that a verse about temptation follows right after a verse about receiving a crown. You see, well, we are going to receive trials, we're going to receive difficulties in our lives. We are going to be faced with people who try to take our crown from us. Um, that crown of being faithful. Maybe we'll be faced with someone who is trying to persuade us, like those vain talkers we talked about, those people that try to convince us with their vain, empty words that we're wronged for being grounded on the Scriptures and we need to change our beliefs. That is a person who is trying to keep us from being faithful to the end. And, and literally, what, what um, I, I believe that was chapter 2 and verse 10, um, uh, let me see. No, no, no. It is uh, chapter three and verse eleven. Uh, hold fast. Uh, hold that fast, which thou hast, lest no man take that no man take thy crown. Um, so very, very important here. Something to think about. That someone else can take your crown, specifically the crown that's given to those who are faithful to the end, that are faithful to God. Don't let someone take your crown away from you because they have a convincing argument. No, we need to be faithful. Hold fast that that we've learned. Don't let anyone take that away from us. Last last verse here that we're going to cover is Revelation chapter 3 and verse 3. This... um, I'm sorry, uh, chapter 3 and verse 11, again, was the word kreteo, which means to seize, arrest, or lay hold of. And then chapter 3 and verse 3 is a new word that we haven't seen yet. It says, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. This word, hold fast, is terei, which means to guard, to keep, or observe. To guard or to keep, like, uh, like you would keep a castle, um, like you would guard the entrance to a fortification. He says, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and how you have heard, and hold fast and repent. Hold fast, guard what you've heard and let that change your direction. Okay? This, this, this adds a new element into this. We're not just holding fast to the things that we've learned and keeping them um, and just hoping that they'll change our lives. Um, we use those things that we've learned, that we're guarding, that we're holding on to, to inform our direction. It says, repent. Um, It's not just enough to know the knowledge. It's not just enough to hear the message. You have to take it, apply it to your life, take it to heart, and let it inform your direction to change which direction you're going. These are a lot of verses, (laughs) Um, but all of them have one thing in common, and that is a command and an encouragement to hold fast to those things that you have learned. We have a great privilege here at Foster Baptist Church of being taught the truth week after week after week. And when that happens, and when you go week after week of getting the truth over and over and over, what's the easy thing to do? We get used to it, don't we? We get very used to hearing the word of God, hearing the truth. And many times we just start to gloss over things. Um, And we... Let it go in one year and out the other. Um, the The Bible's very clear on this. Every piece of instruction that comes our way, let's hold fast to it. Um, the end of that verse, in chapter 3, verse 3, he says, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. We don't know when Christ is coming back. And he says, therefore, we need to be on guard. How disappointing would it be if when jesus christ came back we were living in defeat or we had given up our faith and then jesus christ comes back he 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 says i'm coming quickly be on guard be ready don't don't give up those things that you've learned i'm coming back hold those things fast And therefore, if we stay faithful to the end, we're promised a crown and we're promised that well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, What a joy that will be if we're living in victory when Jesus Christ comes back. Part of that holding fast, again, is um, sharing that with others. I'd like to take a little bit of time tonight, just like we would do um, in a praise time. If you want to raise your hand, um, I'll, I'll go ahead and call on you, uh, and you can, you can stand or sit where you are and just share something that God's been working in your heart about this summer, um, and we'll give him the glory for what he's been doing. Anybody like to go first? Testimony. Yes, yes, ma'am. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord for allowing us to understand His Word. Hmm. Amen. Yes, amen, amen. That's an exciting thing about thing about growing in the Christian in the Christian faith is that the older you get as a Christian, the more you understand in the scriptures, the more, more comes out. That's good. Amen. 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 Praise God. Who'll be next? Yes, Miss Jan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 so, and hmm. Yeah. And then I all these things and it was, it just didn't make it make my heart so well like a <laughs> Amen. amen that's a blessing amen teaching teaching about um, not not giving up on people and uh, just being being willing to see him working even through the difficult situations that's good who's next yes Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, another hand down here. Brother Earl. One of my greatest things <laughs> to me is my faith. <laughs> <clears throat> mm-hmm. <laughs> amen. Amen. Patience. Yeah. Yes. I think a lot of us struggle with that one. Patience. That's good. Somebody else? Yes. Um Gabby's been answering a lot of things differently, a lot of prayers. mm mm-hmm. Yes, remembering to thank him for the things he's done. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mine is also a patient. So I'm like Mm. Right. Right. Very good. Amen. Somebody else? Don't want to miss anybody? Yes, sir. Great, putting on those virtues. That's good. One or two more? Yes, sir. With Dan. Amen. amen. Something I've been focusing on this year in our soccer practices during our devotional times, Um, it's easy, whatever we're doing in life, but especially in sports, I think it's easy to get focused on that sport and exclude everything else, but the idea is God still needs to be elevated in everything that we do, and especially in sports, we need to keep him first and not allow... Uh, friends or pressure or even winning to get higher than glorifying the Lord. Um, So very, very good testimony. Thank you for that. One or two others? Yes, sir. Amen. Mm-hmm. I can go on for whatever I want, but um, <laughs> I just every day I count my blessings, maybe it's flowers in the yard or something that's growing in my garden, mm-hmm. family, or, you know, every day. Yes. We will things that God has provided. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's great. Anybody else? Closing up here. Anybody else? All right. Very good. Well, let's go ahead and close in a word of prayer. I know we're going to have a prayer time in a minute, um, but I'd like to close in a word of prayer. Just ask the Lord to help cement these things in our minds. Maybe there's something in your mind that you've not shared this evening, but you have something in your mind that God has taught you this summer. I think many of us do. Um, And this would be a good time to ask the Lord, God, cement this in my mind. Help me to hold this fast. Help me not to lose sight of these things. Let's pray. Father, we come to you with the desire to continue to grow in you. Many of these uh, testimonies tonight were centered around that we still have a long ways to go. And we do. Uh, All of us have a long ways to grow still but we're thankful for the little steps that you allow us to take um, and the ability that you give us through the Holy Spirit to hold on to those things. Lord, I pray for each and every person in this room and those that are not, Lord, that are part of our church, Lord, that you would empower them and bring those things to mind, that they would not let go of those things. Lord, I pray in my own life, that you would do the same. Um, and Lord, I pray that we would be a church that does not hold truth lightly, um, but is truly thankful and serious about every piece of instruction that comes our way. May we be teachable. May we be a church that compares what we hear with Scripture, goes back to the Scripture like the Bereans did, um, and, and prove it according to your word. And pray that each of us would um, take that bit of knowledge that you've given us this summer, uh, or several bits of knowledge that you've given, and truly hold on to those things. Not, the, not not let them slip, but hold them as the valuable gift that it truly is. Pray that you will bless this prayer time to come, uh, Lord, that you be in that. and um, I pray that we would finish out this evening with a sweet time of fellowship and prayer. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness to us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother John's coming this way to read off the prayer requests, and Brother Cliff is bringing up the prayer requests. Thank you all so much.